Hello to all you doinks out there and welcome back to another episode of Doink where myself, Josh, and Michaela will be going over everything that has transpired in the wide world of sports over the last couple of weeks because we are taking a little bit of a hiatus. Yeah, we're taking a bit after the football season ended. After uh, my vacation. Mm-hmm. Dave went on vacation for a couple of weeks um, and we came back and we did Doink Talk uh, our first week back and then this week we did Doink Talk and then we also wanted to sprinkle- Because it was Pie Day. We yep, high day it. episode yesterday. Uh, take a listen Check if you guys out. enjoy pizza. Go take a peek and Pick. take a listen. <laughs> Shut up. You almost um, said peaches. I know. <laughs> that's from two. Hey, that's from that, a week ago. That's an ongoing joke, everybody. It you gotta go listen. If you guys like listening to us bullshit, just go on tangents and everything. Just listen to Doink Talk. That's literally that's what it's become. Time. Yes. Lots of laughs. Um, but we're going to go over a couple of specific sports, mainly MLB, which the lockout has ended yep. and yes. it is back. I'm so excited <laughs> for baseball to come back. I'm not anymore because my team's being dismantled. Uh. <laughs> which is what we're going to be talking about. Which, we're going to be talking about a lot of the moves off season, um, as well as NFL free agency is in full swing so much not just not and you said free agency no nfl offseason has been fucking insane yeah Yeah. insane i feel bad for chicago bears fans remember when (laughs) we said on the super bowl episode yeah tom brady's retired what's gonna happen to the nf uh to the nfc south that only took three weeks of him hating his children and wanting to go back and play NFL. Yeah, Brady's back, yep. and we'll get to that when we get to the NFL. But we're going to start with the MLB. There's a little bit less to talk about in the MLB than the NFL. But before we get to any of that, I am going to do a little bit of an F1 segment. Now, um, recently, as I've been saying in the show, I've been getting interested in F1 and Formula 1 racing. It's, it's a lot of fun. The first Grand Prix is this coming Sunday. It is in Bahrain. Uh, in the Middle East, and I will be doing a, not a full breakdown of the race next week on Doinked, but I will definitely be discussing the the big moments, the, the spin-outs, the issues, uh, stuff like that. This as well isn't as- NASCAR, where there's a spin-out after every freaking 15 laps, you know what I mean? They, they, don't, they don't make as much contact as they do in that, that circular spot. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but there's still... Sometimes there's crashes. No, there is. There Sometimes is. there's issues with uh, David's hurting right now. Yeah, I'm just a little stiff. It's okay. I'm going to stand <laughs> up for this episode. <laughs> um, and then I'm also going to go over uh, positions and wins and stuff like that. Um, I'm going to try and go um, into an almost weekly segment with F1. Yeah, nothing I, crazy, nothing I'll probably long. do the same thing with NASCAR. I'm, I mean, we've missed a couple of weeks. The Daytona 500 happened, which is NASCAR's Super Bowl, Big, NASCAR's yeah. WrestleMania. They start their season off with their biggest event. Um, I'm still trying to get, I'm still trying to wrap my head around their new format. And I know it's not new. It's been around for a few years, which is the, um, the segment in races yeah, where it's... they do X amount of laps for the first round, mm-hmm. X amount of laps for the second round and then the final round. And then like there's different winners based on each round and stuff. And I'm trying to wrap my head around it still. Um, but actually sitting through and watching the race, um, it actually adds a lot of excitement to like those earlier sections of the race where people usually used to just go with strategy and mm-hmm. just be like, okay, I'm going to pit here and I can make up the time here. And now it's yeah. like, oh no, you need to, you need to start winning rounds because those are the things that are going to bring you into the playoffs later on in the year. So um, we'll do a recap next week when you go over F1, mm-hmm. uh, we'll see where the NASCAR season stands. Yeah. Um, And before we get into NFL and MLB, 
the Players' Championship was this past weekend. Yes. Yep. Um, Great. I said weekend, and it went all the way into Monday. It went all the way into yesterday. Um, yeah, they got, I think they said something stupid, like six five inches. or six inches of rain. Yeah. Um, but the winner coming all the way from, I believe, down under. Australia. is an Australian golfer. Cam Smith uh, wins the Players' Championship. But the big name to come out of this weekend's players is Anurban Lahiri. He had a great tournament. He was ranked, I think he said, I think it was like 340-something on the FedEx Cup list. And he went into Monday final round leading by like two strokes. And it's not that he played a bad round. He had a three under round. He played, he golfed a 69. Mm -hmm. But Cam Smith golfed a 66 final round. Mm -hmm. He finished the day at 13 under. Lahiri started the day at nine under. Cam Smith put in probably one of the best rounds of golf in the players, in my opinion. I'm not saying the best, one of the best. Since when? Since I don't know. Okay. I mean, I haven't watched enough of the players. To me, when it comes to rounds of golf, and I don't know if Michaela wants to chime in on this, but when they had to change the course after Tiger Woods demolished the U.S. Open... (laughs) Like, they looked at the course and they're like, yeah. I mean, Tiger Woods transcends. No, I know. It was just, it was when he basically lapped the field. Like, everybody else was just playing. They were all playing the same course, but they weren't because he was just that much better. He was was taking shots. He was taking chances that no one else would have thought to take. And, um, I mean, we'll probably never see golf played in that manner ever again. Like where somebody transcends the sport in such a way, and we had this discussion about um, if you were to take Prime Tiger and pluck him down right now, would he be able to do the same thing that he did back then? And without a doubt, yeah, it's yeah. No without question. a doubt, he he was that generational talent. Just like if you took Michael Jordan and took him <coughs> from any era and you put him in his mm-hmm. prime, he would be just as dominant Gosh, yeah. in the '60s as he would in the '70s, as he was in the '80s and '90s. Mm-hmm he would be nowadays. So that's the same way I feel about Tiger. But I posed the question to you guys about this. Could you have taken one of Tiger's main competition? So I'll give you four names, which is Ernie Els, David Duvall, Sergio Garcia, and Phil Mickelson. Mm -hmm. Could those guys in their prime, when they were losing to Tiger all the time, go today, go today and dominate the field? One of those four. And who would it be? The one name I say is Phil. I was going to say Phil. I was going to say David Duvall. He had that mental breakdown. Like He had just something happen where he just got out of the game. Mm-hmm. But he was there with Tiger for so long. I loved David Duvall with his sunglasses and stuff. He was unbelievable. And um, the one that we never got to experience enough of was Payne Stewart mm-hmm. when, with his tragic passing. But I loved Phil, too. I loved Lefty. I just it's It's so... Interesting to see lefties because nowadays so many golfers are righties. Yeah, yeah. 90% are righties. I, yeah, easily 9 out of 10. Yeah. So, all right, where are we headed? MLB? 23 days, t- three weeks and two days away from opening day, mm-hmm. April 7th. We have had quite a few moves. Um, I'll name some of the big ones. 
Um, one fortunate for you to the New York Mets, the right-handed pitcher Chris Bassett from the Oakland Athletics um, found his way to the Mets for right-handed pitchers Adam Oler and JT Ginn. Okay, so <clears throat> we'll stop there for one second because yesterday you went and said, oh my God, one, two, Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom. Yeah, one, two, three now is Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer, and, and Chris, Chris Bassett. Bassett. Yeah. My question is, is who the fuck's hitting on that team? Yeah. They got the they got the arms, but they don't have the bats. Yeah, yeah. and DeGrom's already proven, like, no matter how good his arm is, like, what was it? It Was it was it 2020? Where he was, he was sub one? Yeah, he on had like a sub ERA. one last yeah, so, year for the majority of the oh, first was, half no, of the no, year. No, it was last year then, where... He had a sub one ERA, and he still had more no decisions than wins. And the games that he won, he was driving in his <laughs> own runs. Mm-hmm. He was his own run producer. I'm not a Mets fan. A buddy of mine, Serino, is. A buddy of mine, Rob, is. God, man, it must suck to watch that talent. It must suck so much like when the old Mets were watching Nolan Ryan. Yeah. And they got lucky in 69 and won the championship. <laughs> um, the south side of Chicago, the Chicago White Sox picked up um, both Josh Harrington, or Harrison, from the Oakland Athletics, as well as right-handed pitcher Joe Kelly. It's a little bit of a bullpen help. Um. Nothing to say, you Red Sox fans, about Joe Kelly? I mean, come on. I love I Joe like Joe Kelly. Kelly. He I really attitude. like Joe Kelly. I the attitude. Him. Joe Kelly Fight Club. <laughs> when he was with the Dodgers walking oh, off no. the field. I'd, and, uh... then the, and then the pouts. <laughs> this was the trade that blew my, my mind. The Yankees traded yeah. away Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela to the Twins for Josh Donaldson. That blew my mind. How so? Is Donaldson worth that much for Sanchez and Urshela? I mean, he was an MVP candidate a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago. The field's changed. I know. He's a couple of years older now. Yeah, but my issue <clears throat> isn't even the fact that they traded that for Josh Donaldson. The, the left side of their infield is locked up. They don't need a third baseman or a shortstop. No. So, like, this move almost feels like, you know, almost a mute point because they also don't need a DH because they got LeMayhew. Yeah. So, I, I don't know what the whole premise of it was, um, but I never questioned Cashman. He knows what the hell he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He's always known what he's doing. Yeah. Um, Nelson Cruz from the Tampa Bay Rays to the Washington Nationals. Matt Olson was traded to the world champion Atlanta Braves for four prospects. And then today, right before recording, it was confirmed that he was signed to an eight-year deal. What was the amount? Like a hundred and... I think 188 or $168 million deal. He would have never gotten that money in Oakland. No. Not a chance. Um... As an Oakland A's fan, I'm used to this. Where every four years, five years, they just 
do this mass exodus of talent and just scoop up more prospects and more picks and you know they rebuild and they get back to I want to say the mountaintop because in my lifetime they haven't even won a playoff series I think well no I'm sorry in my in my later fandom because they won a they won a world series in 1990 89 or 9 no they lost in 90 they won in 89 um but that was back with Tony LaRusso and the Bash Brothers and Ricky Henderson and Dave mm-hmm. Henderson this new Oakland A's the Billy Bean Oakland A's um they're always in contention. They're always in contention. They always feel the good team. Um, I do feel bad for Mark Kotze, their new manager, because he's just lost the middle of the lineup bat. Mm-hmm. He's lost the number one starting rotation play, uh, pitcher. Um, Harrison was a good ball player. So he's he's losing little pieces here and there, but Bean doesn't move pieces unless he has something else to put in place. Mm-hmm. Everyone lost their mind when they got rid of Josh Donaldson. Mm-hmm. Matt Chapman was right behind him. Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody lost their mind when they got rid of Gio Gonzalez and when they got rid of, uh, oh my God, who's the other pitcher that they got? Sonny Gray. And they went and rebuilt their rotation with the snake mustache of Mike Fires. Sonny Gray actually was on the move too. Yeah, he did get moved. He got traded from Cincinnati to uh, Minnesota. Yep. To play for the Twins. Yeah, Minnesota turned around and traded him. Mm-hmm. He's not with the Twins anymore either. He got traded again? Mm-hmm. He's with the Yankees. He was part of that other trade. Did you miss that? Was he really? Yeah. He was moved with uh, Josh Donaldson. To? To New York. So the Yankees sent Gary Sanchez and Gio Rochella for Josh Donaldson, Isaiah Kinner-Falefa, uh, and Ben Rotvet. I thought Sonny Gray got moved as well again. I it could be wrong. I thought I read the headline saying Sonny Gray got moved as well. Um, I know the Mariners uh, made a couple of moves. Oh, they no, acquired you're... Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez from Cincinnati for Justin Dunn, Jake Far- uh, Fraley, Brandon Williamson, and a PTBN or cash. You're right about Sonny Gray. Uh, uh, Minnesota Twins acquire Sonny Gray, uh, Vicaro from the Cincinnati Reds for Chase Petty. Okay. okay. So he was moved again. That's insane. He's he's a play he's a, a puzzle piece at this point. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Andrew McCutcheon is now a Milwaukee Brewer. That's just weird. He's always going to be a pirate in my head. Yeah, just like Ken Griffey was always a Seattle Mariner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of moves so far in the MLB. So who comes out of this current post lockout? What team came out stronger? What, which teams came out stronger and which teams came out weaker, in your opinion? Give me one of each. So, I have a feeling, and I could be wrong on this, but they, I think they're in the middle of a rebuild, and I think that's the Cincinnati Reds. The Reds have gotten rid of a lot of talent. Okay. For a lot of prospects. Okay. So you think they came out weaker? Post-lockout? Well, so... Coming straight out of the lockout or after, after all, all these moves, moves? All these moves. What team came out looking s- super strong and what team came out looking super weak? Can I go with moves on in front of lockout as well? Yeah, that's what I mean. After everything's been all said and done. Mets come out pretty strong. Okay. And I think the Reds have sold a lot. 
Okay. Um, I'm only going to say this because there's been a lack of moves for my Red Sox. They haven't done a lot yet. So I'm not saying they're coming out weaker, but they haven't done anything to really show me that they are improving their team as of right now. And to their disdain, I think the Yankees are looking a little stronger. See, I'm on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the move of Sanchez. Uh, I don't like that either. Just I, the Gary I, Sanchez part. Yeah, it'd almost be the same thing as if St. Louis moved um, Molina. Yeah. Like, you have this really good catcher. He does, you have he a, does a veteran catcher, yeah, he a does, strong lineup guy. He does a good job with the rotation. He does a good job setting up the uh, the defense. He already knows that pitching staff. Yes. Um, I don't like that move for the Yankees. As much as I like Donaldson, I don't like that move because, again, Donaldson doesn't really fit anywhere right now. Mm-hmm. And I know the Braves are losing Freddie Freeman. I know that. Matt Olson might be a better Freddie Freeman. I think he's better with the glove. I think he might be a little bit worse with the bat. He's a more powerful, polished hitter. And he was playing in a very big ballpark in Oakland. Like, that is not a hitter's ballpark. Atlanta's a smaller park. Atlanta's significantly smaller with true dimensions. Oakland's got, like, those weird jut out everywhere. Mm -hmm. So if you hit it to a certain... Olson looked like he could be primed for a big season. Like... You know, he's got the There's money There's a reason now. they gave him eight it, years. Exactly, yeah. Because yeah. he's a two-time, all, well, I think a two- or three-time All-Star. Um, He has won Silver Sluggers. He has won Golden Gloves. I don't know if he's won a Platinum Glove because he was on the same team as Matt Chapman, and I think Matt Chapman's won like the last, the last three Platinum Gloves in the yeah. majors. So before we go to NFL, new rules in the majors. Oh, yep. Yeah. I am so excited. No more shift. So excited. Universal DH. Pi- Universal DH. Pitch clocks. And larger bases, mm-hmm. which is going to make bang bang plays even more bang bang. Mm-hmm. Um, and I originally, when we first, when I first put it out to you guys, I wasn't a big fan of the no shift. But then you explained it to me how it's going to make plays in the outfield more difficult. It's just going to make fielding what it's supposed to be. Like. I, I heard the comparison of, of, like, if you take away the too deep safety in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, I heard that one, too. It's not the same. Yeah. It's it's not the same because when you're playing in the NFL, you have these de- – every field has the same designated borders. And I mm-hmm. understand that the diamond is all the same size. It's uh, 60 feet, 6 inches from the pitcher's mound to home plate. From home to first is 90 feet. I get all that, okay? But the thing is, when you're shifting plays around – you, it's not keeping the game action fluid. If you have two deep safeties, the game action in the football field can still be fluid because you can play different types of undercrossing routes. Mm-hmm. You can run the ball. There's different things that can happen. Yeah. In baseball, once the bat is struck the ball and it's going to a certain area, like the action is between the time that that ball gets struck and whenever a play is made on the field. Mm-hmm. If you know people hit to one side of the field and you just load it up, you're taking away more action. You're taking away the possibility of getting guys on base who could then steal bases, mm-hmm. who can do things. I'm sorry, the hitters of nowadays are not the hitters from when I grew up. Unfortunately, you two didn't get to experience a lot of those hitters. You didn't get to experience Wade Boggs and George Brett and Tony Gwynn and a, a pre-juiced Barry Bonds and Ken Griffey Jr. in his prime and Jay Buna and Edgar Martinez who were able to spray the ball all over the field. Mm-hmm. You did get to experience Ichiro. Yeah. Ichiro is like, Ichiro's the, so much like the last of his kind. Like if you watch a spray shot of Ichiro's career, 
it's like a third went to left field, a third went to the center, and a third went to right field because he could put the ball where he wanted. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't exist anymore. And I think with the removal of the shift, it's going to allow batters to just go up there and be batters. So if they want to try to spray the ball in a different direction, they're going (laughs) to be able to. Because the shift, this doesn't mean that you cannot shift players around. Mm -hmm. So what ends up happening is, is you can't have an overloaded side anymore. But you can still have a shortstop who hugs second base, which will still leave that f- that 5.5 hole open, which is what Tony Gwynn was famous for hitting into, which was right in between the shortstop and the third baseman. He'd always he'd always pepper the ball over there. So I'm very excited about it. Like I, I I'm excited that it's going to make fielding much more fun. Yes. to watch. Yes, I'm excited about the pitch clock. And it's going to speed games up. And, and the yeah. thing is, is I don't know how many Pawtucket Red Sox or Worcester Red Sox games you guys have been to. They're so fast yeah. because there's a pitch clock, mm-hmm. and you've never noticed. No, I always notice. Okay. But that's the one thing I pick out that's in AAA compared to majors. Yeah. There's, been a, pi- there's been a pitch clock for a long time. <laughs> and it works. And it works. Exactly. I don't like the universal DH. I actually want it to go the other way. You want no DH? You want I all want pitchers no to DH. hit? I want all pitchers to hit. Kind of like a high school ball. Exactly. Put a bat in their hands. Maybe make more Otani type players. Not necessarily exactly like him. I was going to say, I don't think they're going like to get him, Otani. But like, get players to maybe try to get to that level to be as well on both sides of the ball. See, I would actually want it the other way, which is more of the suicide squeezes, more of the sacrifice bunting, okay. more of a thinking man's baseball. Okay. I miss thinking like more strategic man's baseball. So, so it's a no outs, man on first, your pitcher comes up to bat. You bunt, bunt the, the ball, you get to uh, get the guy on second, yeah. one out. Yeah. And then you have the top of your order exactly. to get the guy in. Exactly. Exactly. Because no offense, but I think it's like a I think it's like over seventy percent of pitches when they get to the plate, they're gonna strike out. Yeah. So it's gonna be an out either way, unless you're dealing with an Otani. Mm-hmm. So just let them let them make have a benefit of it. Exactly. Yeah. Now that's clearly if the guy gets on in front of him. If the guy doesn't get on in front of him, just swing away. Try yeah. try to get a hit. I mean, we've seen Clayton Kershaw hit home runs and Bartolo Colon, Colon, (laughs) big sexy has hit home runs. I mean, it happens. So why don't we let this happen? Why don't Mm -hmm. we just let pitchers be pitchers? Sorry, designated hitter. There's some. There's been some great ones in my in our lifetimes. There's been the Edgar Martinez and the David Ortiz and stuff. But I'm always going to go back to the argument of were they were they. Where they have been in the field, where they have been as as good hitters, like where they actually had to, instead of focusing all their training on just on, one in the box on one yeah. aspect, they have to spend time in the yeah. field and mm-hmm. in the box. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, Edgar Martinez is a special case. Um, I actually think he was a better designated hitter than David Ortiz ever was. But I mean, if you stick David Ortiz in the field, he can't do shit. Yeah, yeah. In my personal Unless opinion, he's on first base. Yeah, and, which, is the, easy, which is the easiest, which is easiest. Yeah, considered the easiest position to play. For me, Edgar Martinez started losing his eyesight, and he was still a phenom- phenomenal hitter. Mm-hmm. So I think Edgar Martinez is the greatest DH to ever play the game. But if anybody wants to make that argument against me, they're more than welcome to call me out. I can't argue out. against that. No, I know. I'm not saying you guys, but if you'd like to argue it, sure. But I'm telling anybody who listens to the show, you're welcome to talk to me about Harold Baines, and you're welcome to talk to me about uh, late career Andre Dawson or Joe Carter or Big Poppy. You know what I mean? There's plenty of them. So NFL. <laughs> I'm going back. Where to start? To March 8th. 
was the first big note. This is when after all the franchise tags came out. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. Blech. Four-year extension in Wrong. Green Bay. <sighs> Wrong. I hate this move. And then the next big one. I mean, I mean just as, as somebody who feels for the NFC North, it's another fucking four years of just Green Bay just trouncing everybody. Unless they get too cocky for their britches. Yeah. Which they just might with one of their moves. I know. With Tay. We'll get to that in a moment. The Broncos now have a new starting quarterback in Russell Wilson. I I don't like the move, but whatever. I would have liked to see him in Pittsburgh. Well, Pittsburgh has their quarterback, and we'll get to that in a little bit. (laughs) So excited. Um, as we were talking, Tay Adams got the franchise tag in Green Bay. Yeah, of course he did. But he refuses to play for He's it. He's not going to sign it. <laughs> He's going to call their bluff. Um, Godwin gets the franchise tag mm-hmm. in uh, Tampa. Uh, scrolling up a little bit more. The Seahawks have released Bobby Wagner. That's huge. huge. That's huge. And And I've seen several Chicago Bears fans that I know who are looking for Wagner to join Chicago. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to put him? Think about that. Where is Bobby Wagner going to play if he comes to Chicago? He's not going to play middle linebacker. That's where Roquan Smith plays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not going to play Willer or Mike, um, Will or Sam linebacker because the Bears are changing over to a 4-3, so they're not going to have two middle linebackers anymore. Mm-hmm. Danny Trevathan's out. Danny Trevathan's probably going to be cut this offseason at some point for salary cap reasons. If you're going to sign someone like Bobby Wagner, where the hell are you going to put him? Yeah, he he's gonna want to play middle linebacker. So we'll wait. I mean, Bob, he's unbelievable. He's oh, he's so smart. He's so good. He's so good. I can't believe. I mean, I can believe that Seattle did dump him because I mean they're clearly looking Money. at some type of rebuild, rebuild at yeah. this point. I feel bad for DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. They went from Russell Wilson throwing to, uh, the ball to Drew Lock. To Drew Lock. Mm-hmm. But Ugh. and they got Noah Fan. But and still, Noah you have Fant's no one to there. fucking throw them the ball. Um. Carson Wentz has found his way back to the NFC East <laughs> in the way of being the starting quarterback for the Washington Commanders. Commanders are going 10-7 and seven and winning the division. Carson Wentz knows how to win games. He does know how to win football games. Unless he's facing the Jaguars in week, seven, week 18 we, yeah. <laughs> to go into the playoffs. I... Mm, they just the thing is, is the Commanders just lost their really good running back McKissick, so. and they lost they, Brandon Sheriff, their uh, the left tackle. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they are have to make some other moves in order to um, help around in, him. In Carson, I trust. <laughs> <laughs> Not Joe Kirk, Kirk, I trust. Oh, you're gonna talk about yeah. him? Go ahead, talk Get about it. his stupid Kirk fucking Cousins extension. Get, I think it was a forty million something stupid for a one year yeah, extension. Well, the Vikings are very dumb, so. Well. They know how to pick them. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, speaking of um, men moving from Chicago, not talking about it at all, but talking about it, uh, Khalil Mack has found his way to the Los Angeles Chargers. That surprised the hell out of me. Why would they move him? Just, is it just salary cap? I feel like I've been doing a lot of talking this episode. Okay. Here's the thing. Would you rather hold on to a player because of his name and his ability he has shown in the past mm-hmm. for one extra year as he starts to descend and hope that you can continue to get good years out of him. 
Or would you rather get rid of him one year early and get value for and him. get value for him? That is my question. Who did they get for him? A two round? They got a second, second round, round, and they and they swapped sixes. I mean, if they if they draft right, okay. Forget. Would you rather have somebody a year too long yeah, or, or a year early. earlier? What would you rather have? A year earlier. Early. Okay, I think Chicago saw the writing on the wall. Mac missed because, a lot of time last year, and right. you can also use that second round pick. You don't have to use it no, you can as use a it pick. As, you can, you use, can it use it as trade. trade fodder. Yeah. If you can see a new up and coming guy that can fill that spot, I'm not going to say to the point that Mac can. No, Mac was a first round pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mac's a Mac's a phenomenal talent, but again, it's the it's the argument: year sooner or mm-hmm. a year later. Mm-hmm. Which would you rather have? Yeah. And the thing is, is that's not the only player that Chicago got rid of. Eddie Goldman's gone. Mm-hmm. Tariq Cohen is gone. And again, these are guys. Are you willing to get rid of them a year early or a year late? Now, with Cohen, the issue was his injuries. He has mm-hmm. not been on the field in almost two seasons. They're not going to hold on to a guy for that reason. Yeah. And again, he was drafted by the past regime. So the new guys have the new GM, no, yeah. no connection, connection to him. Yeah. Eddie Goldman has been kind of a bust since he signed his contract you know he opted out during covid and last year he was outplayed by several other players now to me all these moves make sense if they're willing to extend a contract offer to akeem hicks if you're willing to bring back akeem hicks but the issue with akeem hicks is the same thing you have with cleo mack injuries yeah and robert quinn showed last year he didn't need either of those guys to do on the did. line with him to do what he did. Yeah. All right. I'm very interested to see um, where Chicago is headed because um, they're supposedly in the running for quite a few um, big name targets. Is the way I look mm-hmm. at it. And when we talk about one of the quarterback signing somewhere, we're going to talk about a target of his that may no longer be there as well. So. Um. Talking about wide receivers and targets, um, the Browns have signed Amari Cooper. They, tra- they traded, traded for, for yeah. Amari Cooper. And then they let go, and then they released Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cowboys re-signed Gallup. And as we mentioned, Tom Brady has returned for a 23rd season. I roll. Why? The- why? Why? I'm, I'm, no, I'm asking you why. Well, this is, I think... I know the way he went out, obviously, you don't want to go out that way. He didn't perform horrible last year. He was in MVP running. but And I know he said that he's he wasn't going to leave the field until he sucks. I just don't think you're, the Bucks are ever going to be as, they good, as good as they were when, one, they won the Super Bowl and last year. Because you're going to have injuries. And Brady is one nick away from it being all over. And they're going to lose players. I know people are going to re-sign because he's back. But they're just going to lose too many pieces. And he's not going to get the chemistry. And I just don't think they're going to perform that well. Especially when other teams in their division are going to make big moves that we are seeing. So I don't know. I just I don't think it's a good move. Um, football-wise and image-wise. Well, one, he got tired of his kids. Um, and two... I don't know. I saw this stat, and it's. I don't think it's related at all, but Tom Brady, since 2013. Lose a playoff game, win a Super Bowl. Lose a playoff game, win a Super Bowl. Lose a playoff game, win a Super Bowl. Lose a playoff game, 
what's going to happen. Do we really think he's going to win the Super Bowl this year? I don't. Not a chance. I mean, we'd have to see what more moves they make, but unless they make this miraculous free agent signing, especially unless on the defensive side. they win the side, one seed. Even if they win the one seed. I don't think so. If they won the one seed, it helps. If it helps. I don't think they'll even make it to that. I mean, I think they'll make the playoffs, but I don't know. It's fucking genius. You want to talk about chemistry? He played in New England where he didn't know what his wide receivers were going to be year to year. He doesn't need fucking chemistry with his wide receivers. He can make chemistry with whoever the fuck's on the field. He can make chemistry with the three of us. He tells us, get to a spot, the ball will be there. That's how good he is. Two, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will have Christian McCaffrey on their roster before the end of the season. He will be cut by Carolina. Tampa Bay will pick you him up. You think he'll even see the field, though? Yes, he will. Yes, he will. I, Is it going to be a situation where no. he's like um, playoff Lenny? Nope, no. Or like a James White type? He is gonna, it, he's going to be a very dangerous James White type. They're going to limit his touches. Mm-hmm. They're going to make sure he stays healthy because he's going to have a great weapon for Tom Brady. Okay, You're going to get re-signings. Gronk is going to come back. <clears throat> Wherever Brady goes, yeah, Gronk, Gronk goes. Go. So you're going to get that, okay? Brady goes to the retirement home. Gronk goes to the retirement home. Brady comes back. Gronk comes back. Vincent Jackson, I think, is already still locked up for another season, right? Vincent Not Vincent Jackson. Jackson. Um, Mike Evans? Mike Evans. Yeah, I don't he's, think he's I a free agent. I think, I think he's think... locked up. They yeah. just franchise tag Godwin. They got Godwin still. And okay? he'll sign it. And he'll sign. Yeah. All right, because he's coming off that terrible knee injury. Yeah. Okay? The offensive line, none of the pieces have moved. They still have everybody on defense. And they traded for uh, Shaq Mason from the Patriots. Correct. I just don't they think... Are, they're primed. I don't know. They're primed. They're one piece away. And if it's Christian McCaffrey for LeGarrette Blunt, make that move. <laughs> make that move. LeGarrette Blunt. Lenny Fournette. Le- Leonard Fournette. Fournette. I always think LeGarrette Blunt when I think of Leonard Fournette. I mean, Blunt's been retired for years, yeah. bro. He was, on the, he was on the Bucks. He was on the Bucks. He was also he was on drafted, the Eagles. He was drafted by the Bucks. And he was on the Patriots. Yeah. Wow, look at that. Um, yeah. Only missing the Bears. He ain't missing much. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, as much as I give Brady shit, like, at the end of the day, he doesn't need chemistry with his receivers. He proved that multiple times. And and it's not like he's not coming to a new wide receiving core. Yeah, they're he's, all they're all the same guys who are just there. I just don't think you're right about the chemistry. I don't know. It just it doesn't seem right to me. It just doesn't seem right to me. And I'll be honest with you, if they're clicking, there really isn't anybody who can beat them in the AFC. I think it's more defense than offense. Correct. I think the defense needs to. And they did have injuries last year. Yeah. Let's give them a little bit of credit on that. But, I but don't know. is there any offense in the AFC that can outscore Tampa? Tampa. No. Maybe Buffalo. That's what it's Maybe come. Buffalo. Maybe Buffalo. And Buffalo has a defense that can play. Yeah. Unless it's the last ninety seconds of a game, and, and we'll you're see facing what the Patrick Mahomes. Did. They almost beat them last year. The Patriots almost beat them last year with that offense that they had, and they lost by two points, and they had no one. Yeah, Let's but the, be honest, who the Patriots have? No one. Yeah, I know, but the Patriots aren't really going to be sniffing much this year. If you got rid of one of your main offensive linemen who's supposed to be protecting your quarter. I don't know where he's going with this. We'll see where he's I going mean, again, with this. I mean, again, we were talking about Brian, um, talking about Cashman in New York. You got to trust what he does. Billy Bean, you got to trust what he does. Trust what Belichick does. Belichick knows what the fuck he's doing. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm not going to continue on like the releases and the re-signings and stuff like that, but the big moves. Um, the... Miami Dolphins 
have signed Chase Edmonds. And Tyra um, Taylor, too, right? Uh, nope. Tyra Taylor we will get to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I thought they signed a quarterback. They did. The Dolphins signed quarterback. Who did yeah, they sign? Who did they sign as a quarterback? Teddy Bridgewater. Ah, that's it. Yes. A different number five. Yes. Um, big release, as we mentioned. Juice Landry got released. Um, James Conner, we got extended in uh, Arizona. The Pittsburgh Steelers have signed to, I believe, a two-year deal with one Mitchell Trubisky. That's right. As the starting quarterback. Don't make him a pocket passer. Nope. Let him move. Let him move. That's, play action. That, that's where he thrives. Oh, my God. Their play action is going to be so good. You have Najee Harris, so their run game should be pretty well, and then you can you can run that play action. Um, The Only Eagles have sense. made a move. Um, they brought back Hunter once. No, Hassan, Hassan Reddick mm-hmm. um, f- from uh, Carolina okay. has signed with the uh, the Eagles. Um, the Jaguars signed Christian Kirk. Signed everyone. They were signing so they many. They signed people. Christian Kirk. They signed Evan Ingram. They signed Zay Jones. And then they released they, Matt, uh, Miles Jack. Miles Jack. Yeah. Okay. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, obviously, as we said, went to Miami. J.C. Jackson. Signed a deal with the Chargers. I knew Belichick wasn't going to give him the money. And this one blows my fucking mind. The Jets signed C.J. Uzuma. You go from the Bengals in the Super Bowl to the fucking Jets. Obviously, they were going to give more money than the Bengals, but really? You're going to get nothing. You're just going to, you may get numbers, but you're just going to be losing all the time. The Baltimore Ravens have signed Marcus Williams from New Orleans. The Bills have signed J.D. McKissick from the Washington Redskins, or Commanders. That's okay. Um, Randy Gregory of the formerly Cowboys, Cowboys, now signed with the Broncos. Yep. Um, Young Hoku got an extension. Good on him. Good for those Atlanta Falcons. Um, well, not so good. They lost Russell Gage because he's now going to play for the box. <laughs> um, the New York Giants have signed Tyrod Taylor. And we are also going to mention a retiring. Big wit. 2021-2022 mm-hmm. season. Uh, Walter Payton, Man of the Year, award winner, Big wit has retired from the game of football. 16 seasons. 16 seasons. He goes out with a Super Bowl. Good for him. Good on him. Mm -hmm. Big wit. He's not the only player from their team to retire this offseason. Who else retired from the... Oh, come on. We talked about it before. What? Aaron Donald walked away. He's not coming back. Oh, he mean? hasn't made it official he yet. He hasn't made it official yet. He's not coming back. Until he gets a new contract, he's not coming back. Does he sign somewhere else? No. He, no. He can't. He's just going to walk away? He's just going to walk away. Yeah. If they don't give him top money, he's the best defender in the NFL. He wants best defender money. He deserves best defender money. He does. Mm-hmm. And if they want to keep that defense at least close to where they were last year. I mean, I'm not going to say they had competition in Seattle with Russ there. They didn't. But not with the injuries. 100% Russ, yeah, they have competition. But, I mean, just look at look at the landscape of the West now. The AFC West. 
I'm talking or the NFC, NFC West. West. Look mm-hmm. at the NFC West. The Cardinals fell apart at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. San Fran's in quarterback limbo. Yeah, San Fran doesn't know what to do with Lance or Garoppolo, or if they should go and draft somebody else, or if they should go and trade for somebody else. And Seattle's in a complete rebuild. Yeah, they have mm-hmm. no, they have no quarterback. The Rams pretty much have that. That's the Rams. Unlocked. Yeah, correct. They should. They should almost like stroll into the playoffs. And then if Odell resigns, yeah, and comes back healthy, and then if Von Miller signs and comes back, yeah, because this talks that Von Miller wants to come back. Yeah, I heard something about him looking at the Cowboys. I just don't about that. There's no, that would, no, he no sh- way. He shouldn't. But I'm like, why? Yeah, I don't want him in there. No. I don't want him in the Dallas. I no. I don't want him in Dallas. <laughs> Either go back to Denver. I don't want anybody or, in Dallas. Or play in the Rams. I want to have a cakewalk every single in time I walk into fucking Jerry World. You do realize this is the same guy who had no problem with his fiance wearing a Dallas Cowboys Steel jersey because the guy's name, last name was Steel. Yeah. Remember that from a few episodes ago? That is true. Hey, I'm going to call you out on peaches and everything else, my friend. Oh, I'm surprised you're doing that with your index finger and not going like this. <laughs> because it's a it's an audio medium. It's not a visual medium. It doesn't yeah, give that satisfaction. But, but my gasp would be audible to your... Joke doesn't land. doesn't hit the same. I think all my jokes land pretty good. Do we have anything else we want to talk about? Or do you want to call this an episode? Um, Since we don't talk much on wrestling... um. Condolences to uh, the Scott Hall. Scott Hall's family. Yep. Yeah, the Hall uh, he family. passed. He passed yesterday uh, after complications from hip surgery. He had hip surgery and then like three cardiac arrests. Went into three cardiac. Yeah, they had to put him on life support. And around noon yesterday, uh, Kevin Nash announced that the family was taking him off life support. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he, he four hours later. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's a really good uh, documentary about him on the uh, on Peacock. Whatever streaming services everybody has that they get the WWE network on, um, that goes over like Hall's career, his early career when he was in the AWA, to when his early years in WCW, when he finally got to WWF and became Razor Ramon, and then the NWO then stuff, NWO stuff in WCW, his fall from grace, um, the video of him at the PAL Hall in Fall River, Massachusetts, where he looked appalling back in 2012. And then basically his comeback to getting inducted into the Hall of Fame and stuff like that. Uh, it's a really good hour-long show. I recommend anybody watching it. Um, again, condolences to the uh, WWE Universe. Condolences to the Hall family. Uh, young, 64? 63. 64, yeah. something like that. It's just they, they put their bodies through a lot. Yep. Mm-hmm. A lot of substances went into his body, unfortunately. Um, but he reconciled with his life. He reconciled with family and friends. And, you know, he's... He got. Hopefully, he gets to go to a good place. He's yeah. resting peacefully now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, also, best wishes and get well soon's go to uh, Big E. Big E oh, Langston. Yeah. Yep. Um, horrific, horrific injury. injury. That's scary stuff. Uh, broken neck, broken C one and C four, not C four, uh, C six yeah. vertebrae. Um, six to eight week recovery time. He's gonna miss Mania, but he could be back uh, in time for SummerSlam. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you look. It's kind of funny. We're going to do a little bit of wrestling here. Madcap Moss, I thought, broke his neck uh, mm-hmm. with the Alabama slam. That um, You saw the video. It was the overhead suplex. No, I'm not talking about Big E. I'm talking about oh, Madcap Moss, Moss himself. Yeah. When he was facing McIntyre in the handicap match with um, Happy Corbin. Mm-hmm. And he took the Alabama slam and landed right on his head. I thought 
Madcap was done. I, I thought they were going to have to put the X up and stuff like that. And then to see it happen basically, what, two weeks later again mm-hmm. to another super, WWE superstar. Um, Which, that was... Uh, Rich, uh, Rich Holland. Holland. Yeah, did the overhead belly to belly. Which, Ridge did not mean it. Ridge went to the hospital, checked in on him yeah. and all that. Yeah. It, it was a complete botch. It, it was a botch. It happens. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've, we've witnessed multiple superstars in the history of the WWE who have been hurt on live television mm-hmm. in such a way. You can go back to Steve Austin versus Owen Hart when he got spike pile-drived. You can go back to Draws versus D'Lo Brown with D'Lo Brown paralyzed Draws. Mm-hmm. You can go to Lita versus Trish Stratus on the first ever Monday Night Raw that was headlined by a women's match where Lita jumped through the two ropes and she looked like her feet went... She hit the ground and her feet went above her head and she almost looked like an O standing there on the ground. I mean, you can also... Um, you, even newer history, SummerSlam 2016... Seth Rollins versus Finn, Finn Balor. Balor. We popped the shoulder out of place. Tore his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, won the first title, had to give it up the next day. Yeah. I mean, injuries happen. Um, luckily, you know, it as serious as it is. Oh, is it good spirits? Or E is in good spirits. He's in good spirits. Did the video from the hospital, can move his phalanges. He's, he's in good spirits. Mm-hmm. People have reached out. He will recover. He will get back in the ring. Yeah. So, um, any other news? Anybody wants to share about anything else? No, I don't think there's much of anything. Um, I have NBA trade stuff, de- but no one's into the NBA here. We can talk about Kevin Garnett. Go. Kevin. Well, I was thinking about more about the games themselves. Oh. Okay. I mean, I mean, you've had, you've had, what is it? Uh, LeBron James has put up fifty burgers. What twice? He put twice, and then they won. But other than that, they have only won in the games he's put up fifty points. And other than that, they've lost. What was the? What's the kid from? Uh, I think it's the Timberwolves that put up 38 in oh. the third. Oh, Cat, he put up 32 in the third, and he ended it with 60 points and 17 rebounds on the two-year anniversary of his mother's passing away from COVID. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. And then the the Minnesota Timberwolves, ironically, with KG's uh, number being retired with the Celtics, they are going to be going to the freaking playoffs, and I'm excited in the West. So I'm very excited the for that. Can yeah. fr- the Timberwolves, they've clinched? Uh, they haven't clinched, but they are in. I think they're in. I think they're fifth. They are seventh. Seventh in the division. They are seventh, so that means that they are. They will get into the playoffs, and they won't have to go into the playing tournament. Where are the Celtics sitting? The Celtics. Last time I checked, they were fifth. So let's see. They are fifth. Fifth. Okay. Good on you, boys. I know they just lost against the Mavericks, but that's okay. We're still in good shape. I mean, they've been playing some good basketball. They've been playing. They are they, the best defensive team or the second best defensive team in the entire Jaylen NBA. Brown, oh, Jason, Jason Tatum. Tatum is a force. He's a superstar. I, and he's people a, say he's not. And he's I'm like, a superstar. Oh, my God. He can put up 50 points easily and still lock Without down. Without thinking about it. Still yeah. lock down the other team superstar yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah, and then, I mean, he doesn't even need to lock down the other team superstar because Marcus Smart might be the best on-ball defender in the NFL. Uh, in the NBA, <laughs> sorry. He might be the best on-ball defender. They have him in the running for Defensive Player of the Year, which people are like, no. I'm like, give well, him credit where credit is due. Yeah. They are one of the top defensive teams he may in the take, league. He may take a some, big man. He may take some stupid shots. Who doesn't? At least he's not Russell no, Westbrook. No, but he takes... He takes a lot of stupid shots. Like you have, you have Tatum and Brown on oh. your team, and you just <laughs> let them shoot the ball. Just, you're suppo- just you're pass supposed, it. You're supposed to be a point guard, okay? Oh, he is not a point guard. Distrib- he, distribute ugh. the ball and then play defense on the other side. He should just play defense. That he is. Just, he's a, he, he, he can shoot a good three every now and then, but just no. Pass what the he ball. should do is he, he should stay at mid at mid court, mm-hmm. okay? 
dish the ball and just stay at midcourt. Just stay there, okay? Let it be four on five on the other side. Who cares? Because if they take the rebound, he's right there he's to stop right and there. take the ball back and yeah. get it back in, exactly. in Celtic zone. Exactly. Um, and it. then, uh, is it John Morant? For Kid, the Grizzlies? Kid's nuts. He's playing out of control. Kid is insane. He is, people are saying he's like the next coming of Allen Iverson, but with even more athletic prowess. Oh, come on. Allen Iverson was ridiculous. Allen Iverson is a one of a kind. Yeah. You I know. get what they're saying in correlation to their games. Yes, I, I but I can't say he's Offensively, more athletic. Offensively, no. Athletic? I think he's more athletic. Than Iverson? Allen Iverson when it comes to dunking and all of that? Yeah, Iverson is also like four inches shorter than John Morant ever was. But I think I think, I think John Morant I, put this athleticism to good use. Yeah. Not saying that Allen Iverson didn't. But it's more spectacular when you see John Moran do it. Yeah, but the thing was... He's Alan... doing it on a daily basis to seven footers and like three other guys in the box. Yeah, and so did Allen Iverson, except he was four inches shorter, 30 pounds lighter, and was the only guy on his team. Like, he pulled... Everyone wants to talk about what LeBron James did with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like, when he brought the Cavaliers to the finals. Oh, when like, Allen Iverson brought the Philly to the finals against, against the, Lakers. the Lakers. When he was facing Shaq and Kobe, Kobe. and Rick Fox... Mm-hmm. Like, no, Iverson, I will. I appreciate what John Morant's doing. I oh, appre- he's not better I than appreciate Allen Iverson that, in his prime. That, that last second shot that he hit a couple of weeks oh, ago. that was a good one. Which was... Re- falling out of bounds. Falling out of bounds. Like, incredible. But if I would... It's incredible to forget what Iverson... It is. And he did it a long time ago. He, he did it in a league where you could kick people... Yeah. And punch people and actually play physical defense. And it was hand checking. Iverson was putting up 70 points, 60 points. I would take Allen Iverson over John Morant. Yeah. I think think John Morant, in terms of of his athleticism, is more. I don't want to say showy, but it's more showy because of the way the NBA is today. And who John Morant reminds me more of is Vince Carter. But shorter? Yes. And not built as big. Because yeah, no. he, he can do all the dunks he's that like Vince a, Carter could he's do. He's like a skinny strong. Yes. He's definitely more slim, but he does have a little skinny bit of muscle str- on. Skinny <laughs> strong. He's like, um, DK is kind of a skinny strong. DK Metcalf? Not, no. What the? Oh have God. you seen that guy? He's built like a fucking Mack truck. You could climb him like a tree. Yeah, you could. That guy's that guy's huge. DK skinny. is, and he's taller than no. John Moran. John Moran's like 6'2", 6'3". DK's like 6'4". I you know think, who's, you know I who's a skinny strong? Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt. Okay. Yeah. Usain Bolt is a and skinny And he's even strong. taller. He's like 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. Okay. Jean Morant is like short skinny strong. Yeah. Skinny skinny strong. <laughs> but yeah, NBA has been fun. It has been this fun. This year, and I'm a LeBron fan, and your mother gave me shit for it. And I do deserve shit for it because You don't LeBron, deserve shit for it. LeBron can be a narcissist. He is a narcissist. But I love him. But his Lakers are very, very much disappointing me right no now. No shit. Who's more disappointing, the Lakers or the Nets? Nets. Lakers. Lakers are way more disappointing. Because they've had Anthony Davis and they've still sucked. When Kyrie has been there, he's delivered. He just had a 50-point game the other day. And ironically, they just the Nets just got fined the day that Kevin Durant had 50-piece because they let Kyrie into the locker room, and which is against their COVID whatever. Because New York right now is... Uh, their COVID rules are. He spent fifty thousand dollars for a behind the bench. I know ticket. It's and rid- shows up to it's the game. Crazy. No, I think Le- the Nets still lost that game. Lakers all the way because people consider 
even LeBron, how old he is, they consider him like no matter Top what. Five. If he's if he calls himself the goat, then he should be able to carry a team. He should be able to lead himself, a team by himself and not be twelve games under five hundred. I think with that loss that they had the other day. So no, because and the Nets are above five hundred. So Lakers. Lakers are a big R. disappointment. R.I.P. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Try to sing. Not good. I don't follow enough basketball. That's alright. I don't know records. Bro. I follow enough for you. It's okay. I, and I watch. Ju- I, I, it's like the sprinkles. It's yeah. for me too. Like if I'm if nothing else is on and there's a basketball game and I'm oh, like, see, I don't even have cable. I just I don't have cable. Either. I just I just will go to the NBA.com and I'll just see whatever the free game is and I'll just watch it. Or like when I go to Tony's house and I watch. Um, the Celtics when they're on, mm-hmm. like it's, it's not a sport that I'm going to choose over any other sport. If NHL yeah. is on, I'm watching NHL. Mm-hmm. If MLB's on, I'm watching MLB. If NFL's on, I'm watching NFL. Yeah. If NASCAR's on, I'm watching NASCAR. If golf is on, I'm watching golf. If tennis is on, I'm watching tennis. If bocce ball is on, I'm watching bocce ball. <laughs> if cricket is on, I'm watching cricket. If high school national, it's intense, bro. Yeah, it is. If high school national Ro- Roman Greco women's wrestling division two is on, I'm watching that. Okay. <laughs> Basketball is way down the totem pole, but if it's on, I walk into the house and it's on, I'm not going to change the channel, and I'll yeah. sit there and I'll watch the game. Enough said. Touche. And I think that closes the episode. I think, I think that so. does. So, as always, we uh, appreciate everyone tuning in and listening to uh, the Doink and Doink Connection, Doink and Doink Talk. You can find all three of those podcasts at any time on Podbean, Podpluto, Apple iTunes, Apple Pod Podcasts, Pod Uranus. You'll find us wherever you want. Um, all the links will be in the description of this particular podcast, as will all of our Instagram handles, as well as the in- Instagram handle of the actual podcast and the uh, network itself. Um, if you do have any questions, comments, or concerns, reach out directly. We're always looking for intake on topics you want us to talk about. We're always looking for people to collaborate with us. Mm-hmm. If you want to join in and talk with us, whether it's live here, you want to do an Instagram live, you want to do a QA, and a we'll have all the fun we can, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, this has been a Double Doink Network production. I've been Dave. I have been Josh. I've been Michaela. And we have two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out. Peaches.